0: Hey, it's time for the Twice Removed Podcast with Linda and Gina, where we talk about all things genealogy, including making connections with long-lost relatives while snooping in on our ancestors. Hey, it's good to know where you come from. Hey, everyone. We are back at it again at the Twice Removed Podcast with Gina and Linda. I am Gina. And I'm Linda. And there she is, well the one and only. And we are excited today we have a guest on our show. So it's not just us two babbling for a few minutes a day here. It's uh, an actual guest and her name is Judy. And we decided to talk to her. She has a really uh interesting story about her journey and that's what we're here to talk about is just the journey and brick walls and and all that fun stuff. So Judy, welcome to Twice Removed Podcast.
1: Welcome, we're happy to have you. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. I look forward to the experience and let's get at it, whatever you have. All right. So tell us
0: what made you start this journey? What did you do to wake up one day and go, I got to do a DNA test and I want to get this done? Well, it
1: started over 100 years ago, actually. Oh, you're that old? No, I know, I know. It's the vitamins. It's the vitamins. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're very well preserved.
1: Okay, go actually, ahead. Actually, um, I have a uh, Orthodox Jewish mother, and my father was Pennsylvania Dutch Protestant. And all the time that I was growing up, uh, we—I knew who my grand, my mother's dad was, and I knew that my mom had her her dad had left. New York, she grew up in uh, Brooklyn, born in in North Carolina. And the family moved up to uh, New York and moved around quite a bit. And that was the case with a lot of people. They had to move around because they didn't have much money. And so, uh, but my grandmother was there. And I figured, you know, if it wasn't for my grandmother, I wouldn't be here sharing this journey. And so my uh, grandmother, it turns out, had a uh, breakdown. Back in those days, one of my uncles had the suspicion that maybe it was like postpartum. But in those days, they didn't know what was going on. So she was admitted to a hospital after, I guess, a, a couple of years of going through her breakdown. And I never met her. Never saw pictures of her. And it was as though it was a person so far away. I grew up in San Francisco. And it just, I knew I had a grandmother, but it just, I don't know, I just got so involved in my own life, I didn't even think about her. And I remember asking my mother about her, and, she, and I said, can they ever uh, discharge? And she said, no. And so, just fast forward, but we, you know, I met my grandfather in L.A. after he took uh, my mom's younger brother, and then they moved to L.A., and grandma was in this institution, and she passed away. And so, uh, fast forward a bunch of decades, Uh, Roughly, I don't know, about four or five years ago, I just got this brainstorm about talking, you know, trying to get information about my grandmother. And I asked a couple of cousins on my mom's side of the family and they they too didn't have any information. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to give this a try. So I got one of those discount coupons from Ancestry and that started the journey. And so I subsequently uh, also got the DNA testing with uh, 23andMe. Fast forward on Ancestry, I saw a couple of my cousins again on the Jewish side of the family, and then one or two cousins on the Protestant or the Pennsylvania Dutch German side. And so I started looking, trying to look into it. And I saw that with Ancestry, you could create a, a tree. And it also showed your uh, history, like Italian, Jewish, German, whatever. And turns out I was like, I knew 50% Jewish. And then the rest was Eastern German. And so I just kind of focused knowing that on my dad's side of the family, they were over there and I'll get to them eventually. But I wanted to try to find out uh, what all I could find out with uh, my grandmother I was able to find out that she and my grandfather, they were born, we believe, I would believe what I was able to find out, born in uh, Kiev or Poland, Russia uh, back then, was Russia back then, now it's Kiev, or Poland, and one site says Poland, another site says Kiev. Uh, Let's see, grandfather, let's see, um trying to think couldn't get couldn't go any further back or get any further back than, you know my grandparents on my and i got the date of birth for my grandfather and i was able to get the date of birth for my grandmother they came over and it turns out from what i'm gathering my grandmother's last maiden name is cats but back in those days when they landed on ellis island because the people working for the immigration, uh, maybe either had were not familiar with the different names, but it turned with this suspicion that the last name was Katzerginsky, but it was shortened to Katz. a lot easier to pronounce, especially with all of me. The- <laughs> yeah, a little <laughs> <laughs> right coming back. Is uh, that with a C or a K? The, uh, K A T Z, yeah, Katzerginsky, mm-hmm. and uh, turns out that, not quite sure how it ended, but they ended up down in North Carolina. And in the course of doing some of the research for my grandmother, I found out that way back when the Jews first immigrated from Europe over to, uh, over to the East Coast of America, uh, some of them ended up down in North Carolina and they befriended the Indians and they protected them. So as a result, the Indians befriended and protected the Jews there. That was an interesting little you know, side trip. That's I amazing. A, I know. <laughs> you never, you know, you, you end up going, you go one way and you end up going someplace else. Um, grandma had, I'm um, trying to think, she had a sister who ended up down, uh, I believe down in uh, Florida. And then there was a brother who was also down in the North Carolina area. Fast forward, I believe so far, it, it, this part's kind of unclear. Um, grandma met grandpa and my mom was born. My, my, her older brother was born. He's, he was older than her by about a year. They uh, moved up to New York, started their New York journey. And then my mom's younger brother was born about maybe I think six or seven years later. Um, interesting fascinating little side journeys because you know when you're growing up as a kid and you don't know these things. Um, in order for my grandfather to make money, they, he had a, uh, a little cart with a, with a pony. We'll go down to the wharf where the food was being offloaded and buy fresh food, take it back to the neighborhood and go around the neighborhood selling the food. Which, which I thought you know and what prompted that was my mother had a picture of her sitting on top of the horse on the top of the pony <laughs> that's smart i know uh never saw any pictures of my grand grandmother you know and the more i was starting to think about her it just kind of felt sad in the sense, and what kind of what prompted this is i joined a new reformed temple <laughs> in california and uh, i learned that in the jewish world I got very little Jewish education, which I always kind of thought this was kind of weird because that's my you know, background. And I went to Protestant church. I took myself to Protestant church. I took myself to Christian church, Catholic church, but never on my own started looking into my Jewish background. So here I am in this new temple and uh, was told about it from a friend of mine. And I found out that there is a big family. It's a big to do in, with family celebration from time somebody's born till the time they go to school and they have their bar or bat mitzvah, and then they celebrate getting, uh, going to college, going away, going to school or doing what they call an Aliyah and going to Israel, taking a trip. And then they have marriages and births and deaths. And when somebody uh, is no longer here, there is a recognition. Of of them, and that's what's the kind of triggered. I could feel like I'm getting triggered here, and they celebrate like within or acknowledge within the first week, and then the first month, and then the first year, and after that they celebrate each year. It, it's a recognition of uh, when they passed away, and the more I heard about that, the more I started getting interested in finding out about my grandmother. And and, and yeah. You
0: see, so you never saw pictures of your grandma. No. And, and and I don't, do you have a large family or is it just, I mean, do you have lots of cousins and stuff like that? I mean, oh, and did, you,
1: did you like get together and nobody ever discussed her? Well, see, that's the interesting thing. I grew up in San Francisco and my cousins on my mom's side of the family, her two brothers, they all grew up in LA. So basically my folks moved from uh, New Jersey New York over to San Francisco and the only time I saw my cousins was when we visited like maybe once or twice a year and, and that was it and, the and nobody ever mentioned grandma no I don't in fact I in fact on this current journey I asked one of my cousins and she goes you know you're right and she, you know, she said that that's she and she said, let's you know, keep informed for me to keep informed with her. And if she could think of anything that she heard from her family, her dad, you know, she would let me know. But we both thought it was really interesting because basically, if you think about it, if it wasn't for grandma, we wouldn't be here. Exactly. Exactly. And the stigma of mental
0: health, whether it was postpartum or something else, it's like, back then we I have st- on my family too on my dad's side they they stuck one in the institution but he ran off and decided to go have fun with somewhere else so it's kind of like you know a little cheesy there but it, it's sad I mean then they should be celebrated like you said there are there are
1: the road to here yeah I know and and my mom would visit would visit her I remember my mother visiting her and no I never did go with my mom um and so that's kind of what you know what prompted this whole thing. And the more I kept thinking about it, the more I kept thinking, this is our, you know, this is legacy, this is family legacy. And mom at one point did share uh, when I was taking care of my mom, she looked at me and she said, "You and your grandmother would have gotten along very nicely." And I go, "Oh, how's that?" And she said, "Because the two of you are gentle souls." And I kind of felt like, oh, my God, you know, the the angst of it all. And, you know, it. I almost and I had to keep myself from getting snarky and say, yeah, but why didn't we talk about grandmother? You know, before then, mom did tell me on the Jewish side. Again, this goes back, you know, to it's not the specific DNA research. I, I will get to that. Mom said that on Friday night on Shabbat, grandma would light the candle and do the Friday night the Friday night welcoming of the Bride of Shabbat. And then on Saturday they would go visit, they would go to the Jewish theaters. And uh, they would they would do that. And mom looked at me one time and she said, you know, in terms of your history, she would point her finger at me and go, You were born a Jew and you're gonna die a Jew. But that was it. You know, we went to one high holy holiday service up in San Francisco <laughs> and Again, that we're a Jew. <laughs> was she buried traditional Jewish ways and stuff? Or? I don't know. It's an interesting question. I was able, and I'm in the process now of piecing together all these little bits and pieces of information. I was able to find out where she passed away. And in the course of trying to get information about her, I contacted the hospital and it turns out the hospital was a regular hospital combined with a mental health facility. And the gal that I spoke with in medical records said that the hospital still existed, but the mental health facility closed down. And okay, did they archive the records? No, they destroyed them. Uh, they did that a and lot. Yeah. My hope, right? My hope was that maybe there would be a little piece of information about where grandma, you know, where she came from and anything about her. Somewhere in this journey, and I don't remember how, oh, I remember, I do remember getting, finding out about where she was buried. And again, I'm in the process of contacting the mortuary to answer your question, because they they try to bury the Jewish people within a couple of days after they pass away. Uh, The interesting thing, somewhere in the beginning of this journey, and I don't recall exactly which place I got the information, but I have a social security number for my grandmother. Mm. And so I'm gonna contact, see if I can contact the, the administration to see if they might have any further information. So fast forward, turns out, in, in the terms of looking at ancestry, um 50% Jewish, and it and they have ancestry and the DNA people research sites divide your information into two parts one is what is what is your ethnicity and the other one is your shared DNA and so the ethnicity told me that I like with ancestry I was 50 percent Jewish almost 40 percent east eastern European Germanic and then a mixture of the other few percentage over and it was a little bit different with 23 and me But basically it was the same thing. The 50% Jewish, the majority Jewish, and then the other portion was the Germanic. Uh, A little bit of Scottish, a little bit of British, a little bit of Irish, uh, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see, trying to think uh, at this point, um, turns out one of my relatives contacted me, and she, was, she had gone over on to 23andMe, and she got some information about her DNA that has raised a big question in terms of the DNA that was shared on with my mom's side of the family, uh, with my mom. So we're currently, we don't have any specific information at this point, just starting uh, to look into it. But the interesting thing that I found, you have to be kind of careful on these sites because over on 23andMe, they had me listed as her great-aunt, and I'm not her great-aunt, but on 23andMe specifically, they have a paragraph that says that uh, while they try to be as accurate as possible on the dynamics, explaining the dynamics of the significance of the results, that It is dependent upon the individual family. So if the, and you have the ability, like I had the ability and I did, I went in and changed the great and over to and.
2: Yeah. Well, what happens there is that it was probably a low share DNA situation. One of you was low sharing and then it makes you look like you're an
1: older generation. Right. And that's what's triggered. You know, what, where, where do we go from there? How do we get it? And unfortunately, we can't go with my mom because she's no longer here. So we're in the process of seeing what we can do and just trying to keep it one slow step at a time. Uh, Because, And the other thing that had dawned on me, while I've been focusing on my mom's side of the family, whatever results come out on this current search not only affects my mom's side of the family, but it affects my dad's side of the family. And the cousins and the people there. And so so that's kind of where we're at. No further information. We're just kind of taking it one slow step at a time. Have you tried uh,
2: looking at the through lines on Ancestry to see if you have anybody matching with you there? There's a section on the app for Ancestry called Through Lines. And it basically takes... Um, whatever people have on their trees and they try to match you up it's not always accurate you can't vouch for it but it'll give you enough hints to where um you know they might show that your great great grandparents were shared with them and then they would have um have it figured out how you're related to them
1: well that's interesting that you put it that way do they call it a through line yeah t-h-r-u yeah The interesting thing is through line on ancestor on her. Get my numbers right. According to it's either ancestor or twenty three. I've got like ten thousand up to five, a fifth generation removed cousins. It's really interesting. So uh, and I've not gone too far. On the family tree side, mainly because I'm trying to, like I said, do it very slowly, one step at a time on getting the information, especially on the, the, this recent information uh, regarding on my mom. One thing we did find out, though, in Ancestry, when I was looking at it, I knew I had on my mom's side, I knew I had some cousins and mm-hmm. they were on Ancestry. And I went ahead and looked and I would occasionally check in. And so I checked in one day, and lo and behold, with the shared DNA, there is somebody whose numbers were higher than my cousin that I've known all my life. So by I how cl- much? By how much? About? Uh, roughly. Oh golly. Uh, the shared DNA. Trying to remember the exact. It was like. It was. I'm going to say almost like 10 points. Uh, I don't have the exact number. I can go online and get it. But just I just like 10, 10 centimorgans. Yeah, something like that. If hers were if hers were in the 20s, his would have been in the 30s or almost 30. It was it was it's, a significant it almost could, like a 20% difference.
2: Yeah, so but I, when it's that low, it's basically probably the same generation because that's well, not a much of a difference really. So they could be siblings, or they could be first cousins, or they could be like just you know, on the same level as you. Well, generation wise, guess what we found. Guess what we found
1: out. Okay. Okay. Uh, (laughs) roll please. (laughs) Um, Turns out uh, that I can't. they, They allow you to contact the persons, and I did. Mm-hmm. And so I phrased it by saying, I'm not trying to be nosy, but I'm doing research for my grandmother, my Jewish grandmother. And, you know, could I could we chat because your numbers, you know, are are higher than my cousin. And he said he didn't know about that. He was raised Catholic. <laughs> and yeah. and I could uh, I could contact. He had a sister who passed away before she passed away. She was into doing genealogy. She passed it on to her daughter, so which would be this this guy's niece. And would I be interested in talking to her because she was very much interested in it? And I said, well, of course I was. So I contacted her, and so we did a lot of back and forth, and we eliminated the one cousin uh, because of circumstances, and I forgot what the other reason was. But it turns out uh that my mom's older brother there's like a 99 and 44 with 100% is that the older brother is is the dad and so when contacting him uh he, he spoke with his niece and it was it would kind of hit him because he was so used to his own family dynamic and her comment was it doesn't change your family dynamic and this is one of the offshoots in the course of reading about Doing DNA research that I've seen, especially on social media sites, where families there's very little gray zone. Families are either accepting of the new situation or no, and there's a very negative reaction. And in my case, and with my cousin, she and I were like open arms, very much open arms. And I told uh, my new cousin, I said, "You whatever you need to do." So, so, so it you know he would ask his niece because she was also a counselor. She, she's also a counselor, and she said, it doesn't take away, does not take away from what you grew up with. And because she and he, and there's only one other cousin, she said, They're, we're the only ones left in the family. So this is an opportunity to get to know people. Yeah, it's a bonus cousin. It's a bonus cousin. And so he, kind of, so he finally, after a year and a half of back and forth, uh, he contacted me and said he finally guesses that he's accepting that fact and that it, you know, it took so long. And my comeback to him was, It is your journey. Yes, I'm part of it. And I'm very, very happy that you've come to this point of, you know, of acceptance. However, even if you had chosen not to, while well, I might be disappointed, it is your journey. Mm-hmm. And I reinforced not only for me, but for the other cousin, feel free if you have any questions about your dad. So in the meantime, what I've done is it, with his, his dad, who was my favorite uncle, I have sent him and his niece pictures. Oh, of, that's always nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've sent him pictures. <laughs> and the interesting thing is he does look like my uncle Joe. Yeah, he does look, does <laughs> they look always like, do <laughs> very much. The, and the, the other, okay. On, on the, on the baby daddy, the cousin on the baby daddy's side, um, Let's see. Uh, uh, one of the cousins has so far not chosen not to do the DNA. The other one is hasn't decided, but his 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 now new sister, they actually after all this time they got together, and I hear here's the interesting thing that I was told when they got together they met someplace up in Hollywood, and they both had on the same kind of jean jacket they had on the same kind of tennis shoes and they ordered the same kind of food for lunch. Wow. <laughs> you know, and they had the same and the cousin that he, you know, his new sister, she has this, a certain kind of energy. She, I call her, you know, my hyper energy cousin. And so he's got, he's got a similar kind of energy. So it's nice to know that, you know, that they've been able to do this matchup. So thank heavens, you know, for grant for grandma. Thank yeah. Heavens. She, she kind of led you guys here actually.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I firmly believe in there's a concept called Godwinks and we are led to certain people and whether or not, you know, the, the whatever the reason is, it may not be evident. And I've come to trust the fact that it doesn't make any difference. It, and Godwinks can be positive or negative, you know, and, and on this journey, it, it's been nothing, you know, been nothing but positive. And so that's kind of where we're at. You know, the new cousin is being welcomed into the family. Uh, his sister has yet to take the DNA, but she's like she, she's like 99%. She goes, he's my brother, he's my mm-hmm. brother. So she's gonna, the other cousin is gonna help her get, you know, get do the DNA testing. So that's kind of on the ancestry and the shared DNA for him. And so now the other one is over on my mom. So she's the middle one. So uh and we, oh we were also trying to figure out this new cousin uh he came he evidently his mom and my uncle got together at a point in time where their relationships their their previous relationships were on I, I think either hold or they they weren't in any committed relationship I may have that wrong but they but anyway, so and he was in an offshoot and he he's roughly about maybe, oh, it's about almost 20, 20 years uh, younger than me. And he's closer in age to the other cousin that I've known all my life. So that's that's an interesting part of this whole journey. And yes, I can contact him. And he's also he's a musician and he's on Facebook. So I get a chance to see his, his, uh, you know, his stuff back over to uh, grandma. It's still a continued journey. And uh, my niece was real sweet about this whole thing. And she said, whatever I wanted to do, she was comfortable stopping for her, uh, you know, where wherever we were at, she was comfortable not pursuing it. However, if there's something that I wanted to pursue and wanted help with, or wanted to talk with her, she was more than open. And she said something that was really touching in that she said, I know it's important to you, and I love you dearly, so you let me know whatever you want to do, and I love you, and we'll go from there. Isn't that nice? So that's the gist of it, so, you know, <laughs> I know I've been chatting quite a bit, and, uh, you know, I can go over on the... This this whole thing is just kind of, because on with my mom's side of the family, you know, some of this stuff has triggered up family memories and family dynamics. So right. no matter what it is, for the people who are going through this, yeah, my heart goes out, whether it's positive or otherwise.
2: So yeah. It's a person, reality check. That's for sure. I mean, DNA does not
1: lie. That's exactly what Denise <laughs> said. That is exactly. We were going over some of the results of it. And she said, here are possibilities. And her comment was, doesn't lie. You know, it's mm-hmm. the numbers. Yep.
2: Yeah um have you uploaded your ancestry data from your dna test to Gedmatch by any chance Ged second
1: person who's asked jedmatch okay yeah.
2: gedmatch.com it's like you download the file from ancestry it's just a download it's not the delete it's just the download
1: and Is there up- a button on Ancestry that allows you to do that? Yes. yes. Okay, so upload Ancestry uh, Ancestry results.
2: Yeah, you can also upload your tree. You don't have to. But if you do the DNA, um, it'll match you up with people who have uploaded their results from other services as well. And G-E-
1: G-E-D-M-A-T-C-H? Yes. G-E-D-M-A-T-C-H? Yes. Yeah. Well, there, there's, I, people ask me questions and... If the any of the relatives, like I have uh, other other cousins on my mom's side of the family, where they have, and then a couple of cousins on my dad's side of the family, you know, I can see them on Ancestry, so I know there's nothing new there. But in, uh, but they they keep getting fi- finding that. Well, you don't know who you have. Well, in order to find out the people that we're talking about, they have had to uh, do the DNA, you know, submit right. the DNA specimen. So no, I haven't, and obviously there's going to be my next step. And also, you can upload it to MyHeritage. There's also over on the Jewish side. Let's see, my I'm gonna on the that's Jewish the, side. There's something yeah. called uh, Jewish Jen, or Jew Jen, or something like that. And that's, <laughs> I, Jew Jen, that's, that's another funny. one. But oh, the, you know, on, on with my grandmother and grandfather, uh, I've been able to find out the streets they lived on in new york mm. uh, what it does give is the street they lived on uh let's see and it will it, they've listed my my mom and her t- uh, her two brothers but nothing further in terms of where where the uh, parents were born Oh, on the census yeah on the census yeah. yeah
2: new york has a census of its own or it used to at least and it's um on the fives like, if you had the federal census, it would be 1910, and then New York would have 1915. Right. Yeah. Did you yeah, see anything where, where like I, that? Yeah, yeah, that's where I got something. What year, about approximately
1: what year was your grandmother born? Eight. Uh, not approximately, it was uh, 1897. Okay. And then grandma was born, I mean, grandpa was born in 1895. Do you have dates? Like, specific not a dates? Specific date? No. Okay. Hmm. And somewhere, and I don't know where the piece of paper is. When I first started this, the decade, the years ago, um, I came across a, a European site for, and it's a, like a bulletin board for the Jewish villages, because a lot of people, you know, they came from villages, and that, they, they emigrated over during the pogrom around the turn of the century, and so people would go to the equivalent of this bulletin board and post their question and say, does anybody in the town of, say, Kiev um, know the family of, And but I've not been able to find a piece of paper that has that information. Mm-hmm. But I also do know that for the individual states, they're supposed to be like a the equivalent of ans- like Ancestry for New York or Ancestry for North Carolina, but it's uh, Jewish ancestry for North Carolina or Jewish ancestry or Jewish uh, families for New York, whatever. So I just recently found that out.
2: There's also stuff you can uh, search on the National Archives. The, you know, yeah. National Uh, Archives? Yeah. There's some help there a little bit. I don't know how much would be helpful to you specifically. And um, do you use FamilySearch at all? No,
1: I haven't. <laughs> I haven't heard of it.
2: FamilySearch.org
0: it's free. She's gonna come back here and go.
1: I have eighteen million relatives now. <laughs> well, one of the sites that, like I said, one of the sites. I think on my dad's side of the family is like, like, like I said, like ten was it ten thousand uh, relatives, and the other one on the Jewish side, it was like thirty thousand. And I've seen some people listed on both Ancestry, on the 23andMe, way down where it's that real small percentage, like mm-hmm. 0.5%, whatever. But some of them have what I determine would be the the uh, Germanic names, and others have the Jewish names. And so I was just wondering out of curiosity, maybe contacted one of them. But that that would be a long, you know, that would be, yeah, that's in the future. Again, uh, like women, you said uh, families. FamilySearch.org.
2: I wonder if there's... Uh, That's the where National... Ancestry gets a lot of their records, but you don't have to go through Ancestry to get them, and sometimes it's just easier to search over there. And you can drill down. They have a wiki that you can drill down by the location of where you're looking for people. What is a wiki? It's just a search engine.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I wonder if the National Archive, because I have this, the what I perceive as the uh, social security number for my grandmother, if the national if it's a national archives if they would have it in addition to the social security administration they might
2: they might because i think once somebody's you know you can probably it's interesting because i've seen social security numbers before on ancestry and i think they're associated with obituary or social security don't records. don't they
0: get recycled through though and stolen and all that other stuff but i don't know but i think i did
2: hear that they get recycled after a while
1: well, I definitely will let Gina know whatever whatever information you know that I get. I yeah. definitely will let her, and also let you know.
2: Have you ever specifically um, searched for photos, family photos? Yeah, on Ancestry or someplace or Family Search. This is such an interesting thing. I've mentioned this before, but um, I was on Family Search because I have accounts set up there. I have one on Ancestry. I have one on MyHeritage. But on FamilySearch specifically, I was just in my account. And because my tree was on there, I had somebody who was just suddenly uploading pictures of people. And I'm like, oh my God, that is my (laughs) great grandmother. Oh, that's a picture with, looks like my grandparents and a bunch of little boys. One of them is my dad, the other one's first cousins. I'd never seen this picture before. And then I was looking like, who is this guy that's uploading this? Apparently he was my second cousin in Norway. And he had stuff from when my father was still living in Norway that I'd never seen before. And I didn't even know who my great-grandmother was until this year because my father passed away when I was young. So, um but anyway, it's really kind of nice to just go on there one day. And then next thing you know, there's a picture of my dad when he was probably in his late 20s or 30, early 30s, it's still in, in Norway or Sweden, either one, I don't know. Um, But you might... You might be able to search
1: specifically for pictures by name. Okay. uh, Was this through family search? Yes. No, you
2: can do it on Ancestry too. You can go also if you had a a MyHeritage account, which you don't probably. um, But if you go on Ancestry, (laughs) you put in the name on search and you can go and specifically look for pictures. And of course, the pictures sometimes are photographs of documents because they had to do it that way. But a lot of times it'll be, you know, photos that families put up. So if you have common relatives, there might have been somebody who had a picture of your grandmother when she was a teenager because they were in a picture. I mean, they had cameras. That's why I was asking you for the date, because if it was the 20s, I mean, I've got pictures from the from the 20s. I've got, you know, and, and prior to that. So there, if somebody had a camera, they
1: might have taken pictures of her when she was a kid. Well, it th- that's true because, like I like I said, I remember seeing this picture of my mother sitting on the pony that my grandfather had. Mm-hmm. So, and then there was a picture of her where my mom was in her twenties. So I know that they had cameras back then.
2: Yeah, you know? and your mother was probably born in the twenties, maybe. Uh, 19, 19 15. 15. probably fifteen, because your grandmother was eighteen ninety seven,
1: right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah,
2: fifteen. Yeah. You know, there's a possibility that there could be some pictures of your grandmother just with other relatives.
1: Well, especially the ones who were in it. uh, You just triggers a memory, especially the ones who were in North Carolina. But I do remember and I don't remember which side, if it was my grandmother or grandfather. But some of the relatives, when they came over, went down to uh, Mexico City. Mm -hmm. And my mom went there again didn't bring back much information and uh my my, my other I, I i don't have any other source of information yeah, I, I would I, I would love i every once in a while i'll go in and i'll start looking for somebody for pictures wow. just to see didn't even and i love to take photographs though so i didn't even yeah, know yeah, she's to
0: telling
1: <laughs> you better believe i'm going to take it start taking a look at that
2: and you know what if you like photo taking photographs Chances are somebody in your ancestry did too, and they might have posted them because they might have also been interested in this as a, a, a third cousin of yours might be interested in this and they may have posted it because they share the same second great grandmother with you or something, and it might just be there. You never know. I mean, I didn't expect to see a picture of my dad in his late 30s posted by my second cousin that i never met or heard of before in my life. So how did you say, feel when you saw it? Oh, I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> he didn't look too different, except he was a lot thinner and had more hair. But you know, <laughs> than when I knew him.
1: Well, I find it interesting that while we, you know, we we grow up and we become these individuated people and go on and create our own lives, there's still an element of connection with our family dynamics, the family yeah. legacy, the family history. You know how we ended up doing what we're doing, uh, so yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because
2: we're carrying all the DNA from the generations before us. That is
1: crazy. See, well, that was the other thing. If you take a look, uh, that was the other thing that when I was talking to you know to my niece about further looking further into this whole thing, and the same thing with my cousin mm-hmm. is you're not only talking about what your ancestry is. And you're not only talking about what your DNA sharing is, but inherent in that DNA sharing is the, uh, the percentage or the propensity for uh, inheritable inher- diseases. Mm-hmm. You know, my rabbi once said that if it wasn't for intermarriage, he goes way back in the old days, the Jews married within their family or within their village. And she said, if it wasn't for marrying outside, we would have Habsburg ourselves out of existence. Meaning that with all, yeah. the, all the, you know what I'm saying, all the diseases.
0: Yeah, were um, you able to find anything on your dad, or you, or was it laid out for you? Do you have all that information on your father's side? Judy. Oh, maybe? yeah. <laughs> yeah. You. Well, I'm sorry, I thought you were talking. No, but you're being
2: I, yeah, interviewed. I you. Her
1: side,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> Everybody knows my side. By sorry, now way, yeah. sorry about that. No,
1: no, I haven't. I haven't even started looking on my on my. uh my dad's side. I do remember seeing though over on Ancestry, one of my cousins, has his son is on Ancestry. He's listed like as a second cousin. My first cousin isn't, but his son is listed as a second. So he's listed as my second cousin. But I haven't even kind of, pardon the pun, focused on that. Yeah. Want,
0: yeah. You know, I
1: want to stay over on my on my uh, mom's side of the family. Whether mm-hmm. or not I'll show the results. Or my, you know, with her two, between our two brothers, whether I, you know, it's going to depend upon what results I share with the people that are on my dad's side of the family. So it, you know, it does affect both sides. But it's, you know, it's an interesting journey. And there are people, you know, they've, they've done this all their lives. And I'm just a newbie on this whole thing. And over on Facebook, there's a couple of sites that deal with either it's what is DD, no, DNA search there's a search group and then there's also jewish genealogy so everyone as i'm kind of recently discovering this so i kind of you know keep a little bit of an eye so that's where i'm at on this journey in both my niece and i you know we're excited she's excited about this and so is this other cousin we're kind of excited because it just adds a different dimension to the fa- to our family dynamics and that's really and all
2: it's about right why else is. would we be doing this well, there's a lot of other smaller reasons, but you know, yeah. it's like, oh, what can we discover today when we get like open the app of, oh, good, there's a new a new new DNA
1: match. A hey. hint, it's a hint and a hint. Or there's <laughs> a picture, of a grandma making a cake. Hey, I do not cook. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am not a cook, but you know, yeah, absolutely. Not only that, but it, I I was talking to somebody over you know where I go to my temple, and she had an experience within the last couple of years where because of this DNA matching, she she was able to uh, meet up with some um, uh, relatives, some siblings down in Texas, and they you know it was a it was one of the positive interactions, and so you know I've been talking to her about that. So so it, you know, like I said, it can either go positive or negative, and I've seen very very few gray zone people you know texas
2: you brought texas up um that's a big hub for jewish arrivals i remember hearing. Is it really yeah a friend of mine in florida that's where she her whole family was from they they came in that way and i, I still don't understand it but just oh. kind of like minnesota with swedes and norwegians why the weather is the same i don't know
1: but <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember a story, and I may be totally off on this whole thing, but in World War II, a bunch of uh, Jewish people were on a ship, and they were able to get out of Germany, mm. and they came across, and they were trying to escape, you know, the concentration camps, and they landed, I think, down in Texas. There you By go. Now, either, either that or on the East Coast, and they made their way down. Anyway, the U.S. had... The audacity, they turned them away. They ended up going back to Europe and ending up going into the concentration camps. Well, that's a bad ending. I know. Yeah. But I, I well, think, I think, you know, I may be totally wrong on this. But, but you I know,
2: think. they may not have been the only ones that tried that. There could have been other ships that came over um, at different times and were allowed to come into that port. You know, it may be. See, uh, my
0: Jewish side was from Kiev too, the Cohens, but they ended up in Winnipeg, Canada. So. Oh,
1: in the name of God.
0: Before they came to LA. So it's, I don't know how they got there. I'm still trying to, that, my mom's side is like the brick wall where my dad's great grandmother, she detailed everything. So it's kind of like, okay, that's Did they actually land in Canada or? That's where they were. My grandpa was born there and he had other sisters that were born in Kiev and stuff, but they left there and came here and... I don't we don't know why nothing has ever said we don't know any Cohens beyond that and it's just kind of like that's when you know trying to see that and trying to see past the great great grandparents and from Italy so it kind of just kind of stops. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a
1: Cohen in our in our synagogue maybe I
0: wonder if she's related to you. Well aren't we all I think they all are because we're aren't Ashkenazi we? too so you know I think everybody is in that realm. absolutely absolutely. We were told once that if you're Jewish, you have a certain DNA marker and you're cousins to everyone because everybody has that same marker. So I don't know, but that's what I was told. Maybe that, um,
2: that MTDNA that we discovered today with 23andMe has something to do with it. You should research that to see if maybe that's- what? what, 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 what? Well, if you go into your 23andMe app, there is an M- um maternal DNA... And a paternal DNA. Right. One of each. You you know, as women we only have the one. But um it gives you the marker of what your haplogroup is. And what is this I've seen that, but what is the significance of it? The, the haplogroup basically says um where the very first woman in your bloodline came from.
1: In terms of the locate like like Russia or Yeah. Olin, approximate Bellaroon's approximate place. Spoiler.
2: Yeah. So, um an mtDNA is only passed down from mothers to their children. So, men can't pass it down. So, it is your is your maternal line. And that is like a really interesting thing because whatever yours is would also be what your grandmother's is if she is your mother's mother. So, you might also be able to track through the maternal side through mtDNA if you had to to find out who her parents were and her her mother and mother before that and so on. I don't know but it's an interesting thing because'm I'm, I'm getting
1: ready to research more of that myself. Well, let me know what you find out. you know what was interesting one of the things I did find out about my grandmother um, and is that she was admitted to the hospital. Back in 1940, that's when I was born, and she passed away in 1970, and that's when I got married. <laughs> is there a significance? Don't know, don't know. But you know, don't know about that. But it just, yeah, it, yeah, it's just. <laughs> but then, you know, the raising the question is that I, I, it would be interesting to be able to go back to break through this wall and to go back prior, because mm-hmm. we don't know, you know, how much of the family. Stayed in Europe. How much? How many survived? How many didn't make it out of the the camps? Right. And then how many came here? And especially with the relatives, my mom, my grandmother's, you know, her brothers and sisters, and also my grandfather's brothers and sisters, you know. So it's you know, big big question mark. Yeah, you can
2: you can go around her by getting the great grandparents and great great grandparents um, information because if anybody got out safely. And they're like a parallel generation to you or one above you and so on, then you might be able to track through them backwards.
1: That's right. That that's why the uh the people who are listed like second and third cousin below, mm. they could be part of this parallel yes, this, this parallel path is with what, what you're seeing. Yeah. A fourth cousin is a good
2: start too. Because that's third great-grandparents, so that can
1: give you way more to work with. And especially if they have a Jewish last name, not that I'm being you know, prejudiced towards it.
2: Well, you know, sometimes you can tell, though, because sometimes a Jewish last name is a German name, too. Confusingly. Mm-hmm. So, True. as you know.
0: It's been an interesting journey. Yeah. Well, Judy, I'm going to put a tag in right here because this is a good time, but we can still talk if you need to, but they we're glad that your journey brought you here to stop by today. And we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you'd like to be a guest on twice removed podcast, head over to twiceremoved.net and tell us a little about a little bit about your journey and what you're doing. And we'll try to have you on as a guest. So yeah. thank you, Judy. And thank you, Linda. Any things you need to say, Linda? I
2: don't know. Just thank you so much for sharing your story, Judy. It was really interesting. And I hope that you're able to find more information on your grandmother and generations above. And, you know, I hope that it just brings you joy <laughs> in knowing well, all of that Well, thank you for history. the
1: opportunity the opportunity to be able to share this journey. It's the first time I've done it in such a public Venue, And I look forward to sharing with either of you anything further that I find out.
0: The Twice Removed podcast is produced by Linda Anderson and Gina Glass. All opinions expressed are of our own and of our guests. For more information and upcoming guests, please visit our website, twiceremoved.net.